Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey! Hello! It's you, me, and... A poltergeist. <laughs> I'm Bray Linda. And I'm... Belayden. <laughs> it is getting late, guys. It's 11.15pm at night. Nearly. I was already asleep. <laughs> yeah, I got home and Belinda was asleep in bed. What's new with you, sweetie? I know you've uh, been going through some... Interesting things. I uh, dropped my phone on my face early this evening. Oh, yeah, didn't have you a did. bit of a fat lip at the moment. Yeah. It'll go down. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I came home and you pointed to your lip, and I'm like, "What?" And then I got my light and looked at it, and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Belinda's lip is swole AF. It immediately swelled up too. Yeah. Oh my god. It was. It was instant. I felt the corner of my phone just hit my lip and straight into my tooth. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no it's broken your tooth. <laughs> no, no, I didn't even think about my tooth. I was like, whatever. Whatever about I'll the get tooth. Maddie to fix it. Fix it. Yeah. I was like, my lip. I have to work tomorrow. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. Um... I have gone through a few little health issues, though. I don't know if anyone really wants to know. I mean, maybe. Why don't you tell the people? All right, long story short, I hadn't had a period for nine months. Went to doctors. Doctors were like, nothing wrong with you, even though I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's something wrong with me. Asked for, like, blood tests and stuff to get done. They only ever tested me for pregnancy, even though I wasn't pregnant. Clearly, I'm not. I haven't had a child, have I, Brayden? It's been nine months, and we haven't seen a baby yet. Mm-mm. I had three ultrasounds done last year, and apparently they were all fine, even though there was more and more findings every time. Finally had another ultrasound in this year, just after my birthday. I, um, oh, sorry, I'm eating. I also finally got all the blood tests that I've been asking to get done last year so I went to a new doctor obviously well actually my old doctor who I hadn't seen for like two years and I went back to her finally got all the tests that I need to be done Hmm. turns out I have polycystic ovarian syndrome which means my pancreas just stops creating Insulin. insulin and it's got to do with all my hormones yeah <laughs> so all my all my hormones fuck up my, one of my ovaries has gone cystic. There is like cystic spaces in it where I've had cysts, cysts burst. And I was always like, I've got pain in my left side. I have pain 
right where my left ovary is. If you press on it, it is painful. Yeah, that's been happening for ages. It's been happening for a while. Painful during sex. You know, we're all adults here, let's be honest. It, you know, there would be times where we would be having a great time and I'd be like, ah, we got to stop, something's hurting. And it would be in that left side. Yeah. So it's most likely a cyst bursting or something like that. I have like over 20 follicles in my left ovary, which is like supposedly like 20 eggs that could have been babies. So it's sad. It's kind of sad that I had doctors not listen to me for so, so long. Uh, for an entire year, uh, telling me that I was fine when clearly I'm not. And um, now I have to go and get a biopsy done of my endometrium lining, which is the the like stuff that's where, for the people that don't know, where all the blood forms. For the males. <laughs> for the males. <laughs> where all the blood forms and sheds every month and thus giving you a period. Every well, anyone with an over with an ovary, fuck me. Anyone with a female reproductive system getting a period. So ovary here, get your ovary. <laughs> get your ovaries over here. Anyone with a womb, anyone with a uterus, that's when they would get a period. Is when that endometrium lining sheds. So because I haven't been getting a period and my body hasn't been releasing eggs and all that fun stuff, what's happened? is my endometrium lining is all uneven and it should be uniform and it can become cancerous. So now I've got to get a biopsy to make sure I don't have cancer. Yeah, it's a lot of stress. So yeah, long story short, I'm all right. (laughs) Hopefully. I'll be fine. Yeah. What's new with me, you ask? Yeah, baby, what's up with you, baby? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, you know, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, You've been going to the therapist? Sure, I have been Yeah, it's been good This guy sounds really good that you're seeing now Yeah, it's been very nice uh, He's uh, South African And he kind of looks like Samwise Gamgee So <laughs> he's uh, everything you could ever want in a therapist Perfect. I think Everything that you've ever wanted in a therapist. That's yeah, I've for always sure. just wanted to speak to Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, apart from that, not much. Just started back at work, relaxing, chilling, doing my runs every single fucking day, <coughs> doing Muay Thai. Who's going to do their thing first? Though? Did you, you went first last time, so I go first this time. Okay. No, all right. What are you talking about today, Let's babe? Let's just jump into it because I took five minutes to explain no, no, what's going okay. on with my body. I'm sure some of the people want to know. Well, for those that listened, thank you for listening, and I will keep you up to date with my reproductive health. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I should also mention I'm now on a drug that's used to treat type 2 diabetes. Um, it's common to be used with PCOS to treat what's going on. But my doctor was like, your insulin was so low, you could have become a diabetic. Damn, son. So I'll be on this for the rest of my life. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing it, bringing the mood up to start. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, well, technically I'm getting better. I'll be getting better. So we are are bringing the mood up. It's an underdog story. It is an underdog story. You know, you're getting back there, you're winning, you know. 
My you, poor left ovary just out here dying for a whole year, going, help me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trying. I can't. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> anyway, let's get in on it. So did you know, babe, New Orleans is one of the most haunted cities in America? Hell yeah, I love New Orleans. Hell Never been there, yeah. but I love it. Me too. In fiction. I would love to go to New Orleans. Me too. So, in New Orleans, at 214 Royal Street, is the Hotel Monteleon. Oh. I think that's how you'll say it. Very nice. So, the hotel is the only high-rise building in the interior of the French Quarter in the city of New Orleans. Nice. And has become famous for its rotating carousel bar. Oh. That's fun. New Orleans is where they have Mardi Gras, hey? Uh, yeah, right? Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So the coolest place on earth. Coolest place on earth. It's haunted and Mardi Gras. What else could you want? I don't know. Cinco de Mayo, maybe? (laughs) Cinco de Mayo there too, yeah, maybe. I'm sure they probably Uh, celebrate that We'll just pop down. We'll just pop down to Mexico for it. (laughs) Like, I know the (laughs) geographic locations of America <laughs> and Mexico. I don't know. All I know is that Mexico is on the other side of Texas. Is it? I don't know. I'm pretty Let's, sure. This is, not a- <laughs> this is no way, shape or form. Your Is it geography? Yeah, we're not geographers. <laughs> Geology is rocks, isn't it? Yeah, we're not those either. <laughs> we might this have rocks in school. our head, but this we don't is- have... <laughs> <laughs> this is Knowledge the of school of paranormal, okay? This I don't do geography or geology. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the hotel dates back to the 1880s when Sicilian immigrant Antonio Monteleone or Monteleone Monteleone? Monteleone. 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 Sounds about right, doesn't it? Moved to New Orleans and set up shop on the site as a cobbler. Yep. He ended up taking over the nearby hotel and expanding his business, and the enterprise has continued to grow ever since. Is a cobbler someone who does shoes? I think so. Nice. (laughs) I'm not a historical (laughs) person. When I first heard that word when I was a child, I thought a cobbler... cobbler... Was someone who, like, I don't know, collected corn cobs after people um, had eaten them or something? <laughs> I'm pretty sure a cobbler is a is a shoe person. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It sounds... It sounds... It sounds like, better than... Was it Pinocchio's creator Giuseppe? a cobbler? Giuseppe? Giuseppe was a cobbler. Yeah. I know some stuff. Nice. So, reportedly, ghost sightings... Reportedly, there have been, sorry, ghost sightings at the Monteleone, um, and they're so common, it's impossible to list them all. Apparently, that's the, (laughs) that was the quote from this one article, was they are so common, it's impossible to list them all. Sounds like a lazy writer to me. Yep. (laughs) Or it does, it's so, so convenient just to be like, hey, our hotel's haunted. But we we just, we just simply can't list them all. It's so haunted. <laughs> <laughs> but in Super actuality, convenient. it's so haunted. 
So several guests have se- have claimed to see and hear ghostly children playing in the hotel halls, Ooh. especially on the fourteenth floor, which is actually the thirteenth floor. Oh, and we all know a lot of hotels do that. They'll go straight from twelve to fourteen because they don't want a thirteenth floor because it's bad luck. Because that's bad juju. Maybe just don't go above twelve. How about that? Yeah, just, just stick. stick to twelve levels. Do you oh. really need anything else? Have a thirteenth floor and just leave it blank. That's the ghost floor. <laughs> yeah, there we Anyone go. Anyone that dies, just, just straight up, they get it. <laughs> Talk about an upgrade. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, well, only if they died below that floor, I guess. <laughs> We're upgrading yeah. you to the 13th suite. Oh, hell yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, dead. <laughs> get, like, like a bellhop comes ice. in going, hey, congrats, you're being upgraded. <laughs> and just fucking kills Hacks him. their head off with a machete. <sighs> that is something. <laughs> okay, so additionally, based on the testimony of witnesses, the lobby area is apparently very, very haunted like poltergeist haunted i had to leave that in because whoever wrote this article was amazing w- uh, no <laughs> the best <laughs> like poltergeist haunted i'm sorry so on many nights around 8 p.m the doors of the lobby restaurant are said to mysteriously unlock and then close themselves back up again mm. a wide group of individuals <laughs> claim to have witnessed this ghostly phenomenon. And the most well-known account is that of Maurice Beggar. So Maurice Beggar was a child who tragically died in the hotel and whose ghostly presence has stayed all these years later. During the late 1800s, the wealthy Beggar family stayed at the hotel mentally owned, often Jacques and his wife Josephine loved attending the French Opera House on Bourbon Street, but the lengthy operas were just no place for their young son, Maurice. So they had a nanny take care of him. Maurice was just a toddler at the time when he developed a fever one night, uh, one evening while his parents were at the opera. Although he received immediate care, it just wasn't enough when Maurice had a convulsion and died in his room. Oh no. Josephine could not bear to leave her son behind, so in hopes that his spirits would show, Jacques and Josephine would return to the hotel year in and year out. Eventually, on the 14th floor, Maurice appeared to his mother near the room where he died. Oh shit, he got the 13th floor upgrade. He did. Well, he died on that floor. I mean, dying isn't an upgrade at all. I mean... Depends on the way you look at death. Let's just not go there. Yeah, not very um, good. <laughs> it could be misinterpreted so many ways. He was in a striped shirt, typical for, that, for children in that era. Maurice told his mother, Mummy, don't cry. I'm fine. Oh, that's yeah. a good boy. The encounter left Josephine in tears and overjoyed at having a loving moment with her departed young son. Oh. But Maurice's parents aren't the only ones to have seen him. Dun, oh. dun, dun. To this day, guests report seeing the ghost of a friendly toddler on the 14th floor. 
This is the same flaw that the International Society of Paranormal Research determined to be a hotbed of paranormal activity. Phyllis Paulson, a regular guest at the hotel, provided details of her own encounter with young Maurice. I was just relaxing in bed one morning when I look up to see a young boy, about three years old. Walked by, he walked by the foot of my bed. My husband had just left for a meeting, so I thought he may not have closed the door all the way. I immediately got up to see if the door was open and to check if a parent may have followed him into the room. It didn't take me long to realize that I had seen a ghost. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So some believe Maurice is responsible for unexplained problems with the elevator. Two parents were staying at the hotel with their school-aged daughter in 2014. If the adults were in the elevator, it ran normally. But if the children were present in the elevator, it always made an unexplained stop at the 14th floor. Perhaps Maurice is trying to find someone to play with. Oh! After all, he did die as a toddler. Yeah. Let's just let that little bit of sad history. Very sad. Sink in. It's sunk. Yeah, it's sad. But he's living his best afterlife, I reckon. <laughs> his he's best in afterlife. A, he's in a hotel, <laughs> always meeting new people. There's always new kids around. Like, that's fun for a three-year-old. I bet he gets dope fucking room service to the 13th oh, floor. Hell yeah, he does, you reckon? <laughs> so there is another ghost child that has been spotted and tries to reach for the hands of guests, mainly in the lobby as well. Some have heard unexplainable sounds of jazz singers also in the lobby. And a ghostly clockmaker's face sometimes appears in a grandfather clock. Oh. According to the hotel's own website, in in 2003, the International Society of Paranormal Research Investigation... uh, Sorry, investigated and contacted a man named William Wildermere who had died in the hotel of natural causes years before. The team also believed it had contacted a ghost that enjoyed returning to the hotel regularly in the form of a small boy to meet up with another friend who, of course, was also a ghost. Their favourite hide-and-seek spot, you guessed it, the 13th floor. Wow, very fun. Could this be Maurice and the other ghost child that likes to hold hands? Or are there more ghost children to be discovered? Dim, dim, dim. Dun, dun, dun. And that's my short and sweet little little uh, uh, story about the Hotel Monteleone. Very and fun. And Maurice. Very creepy. The, um, the little boy that just tries to make more friends. Yeah. How sad and creepy at the same sad time. Sad and creepy and beautiful. Hey, this is a good time now to tell you that we are brought to you today by our fantastic patrons over at patreon.com slash you mean a poltergeist. Thank you, patrons. We love you. Thanks for sponsoring episodes. Moving on. Appreciate it. So today I'll be discussing the unlucky fate of two Arctic bound ships from the mid-1800s, which are said to hold a curse which still affects the world to this day, if you can believe it. Wait. The world? I mean, I say the world. I mean, like, a classroom and a couple of people. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Today I'll be discussing the curse of the Franklin Expedition. Oh. Yes. 
So the story of this expedition came to me first when I was reading about a haunted as fuck painting, which apparently drives people insane just by looking at it. Is that why you've been feeling a bit off today? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I did my research for this story two days ago. I managed to stumble upon a huge treasure trove of fun information about the shipwrecks that the painting depicts. And I obviously was pretty curious about what the hell they were depicting. So I started reading. And the story really starts with the HMS Terror, which is a ship name. Ironic name, given the reasons we're about to talk about, no doubt. And the HMS Erebus. So the two vessels were set to explore the Northwest Passage in the Canadian Arctic which connects the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean through the Arctic Ocean. The voyage had been sort of partly mapped before from west and east sides, but no one had ever sort of sailed directly through the passage. They were set to sort of try and do it for the first time ever, obviously a pretty perilous journey. Yeah. The voyage was estimated to take approximately three years, and they were set to depart in May of 1845. So the two vessels departed from Kent, England, and were last seen in Baffin Bay on the west coast of Greenland before disappearing and not being found until 2014 and 2016. Whoa. So, I mean, 1845, and they were found in a couple of years ago. Whoa, that's insane. Yeah. It's 2021. I know. Although they were sort of unsuccessful actually finding the ships, they did find I mean they they gathered enough evidence in between 1848 and 1866 to sort of give them an idea of what happened to the crew because they didn't stay on the ships when they got sort of ice packed and sunk mm. um the Erebus actually sunk to the bottom of the ocean or the bottom of the pass while the Terra just got stuck in the ice and was just preserved in the fucking frozen arctic and all of them got off their ships and tried to walk 600 miles to the nearest settlement where they could be rescued from. But obviously, they died. That's insane. Yeah. So there were no survivors. Many of the sailors had sort of met their fate due to frostbite, hypothermia, disease, and apparently the worst fate of all, from cannibalism. Oh, yeah, here shit. We go. Okay. <laughs> so one of the Inuit people who was actually interviewed to give the sort of whereabouts and the information required to find their bodies and also to decipher what exactly happened to these people pointed them in the direction of a makeshift campsite nearby to his island. And at this campsite were butchered human bodies... And, like, cooking ware, pots and pans filled oh, with human no. bits. Oh, no. So they just attempted to, you know, make one last ditch at cooking up something and getting some food in them, but they froze to death, which is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Butchered someone just to freeze to death. Right. So the ships remained entirely undiscovered, as I said, until 2014 and 2016. And funnily enough... It is the ship that still sits above terror, above above water, the HMS Terror, which is reported by the local Inuit people to actually hold a dreaded curse 
and be guarded by what they refer to as non-human invisible spirits. Mm. They're the ones you should be afraid of. Right? So the HMS Terror was actually discovered in somewhere called Terror Bay. If there's that much terror, let's just leave (laughs) the fucking thing alone, honestly. God damn it. A shit named Terror discovered in Terror Bay. Yeah. That's <laughs> what, what? Some would say that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Inuit folklore has a lot of talk about, you know, Wendigo spirits, which are like the spirits that sort of drive people to commit acts of cannibalism, you know, very taboo. So I'm wondering whether these spirits perhaps are like the Wendigo spirits or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. After the expeditions were actually led in, I think, 2019, there were a bunch of issues that were caused, or what the local Inuit people believed to be caused by this expedition and them going into the territory of these inhuman spirits and going on to the boat that these spirits had claimed as their own. They believed that the spirits were gaining vengeance because suddenly their spot had been disturbed. And over the span of two weeks, apparently there were six mysterious deaths in this small Inuit population on the King William Island, which is very near to Terra Bay, I believe. Uh, All of them seemed accidental, but they were all just you know, so closely spaced together. And, I mean, the Inuit people wouldn't have, like, a massive amount of deaths within a small time because they Mm. only have, like, a small little uh, grouping. Yeah. Fortunately for the Inuit people, trespassing onto the ship after 2020 has completely stopped because COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, people can't get near the Inuit people with this disease. Otherwise, you know, they'll probably end up dead, killing them, yeah. Um, but there are apparently more plans to go and try and find out more about these vessels in the future. Um, that does bring me, however, to the painting that I was talking about before and what exactly that has to do with any of this. Well, in London, England, there is a university called Holloway University of London and the owner of this university, I believe Mr. Holloway, I've forgotten his first name, decided to buy a painting depicting the HMS Terror, partly destroyed with a bunch of other creepy things going on. And at the time, this was the most expensive piece of art bought from a artist who was still alive. I think he paid like £6,600 in the 70s, so whatever that is equivalent Whoa. to. Yeah. That's, that's still a lot. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So, the painting is viewed with superstition and horror by both students and teachers alike of the campus, Mm -hmm. and it's actually called Man Proposed, God Disposed. Oh. Very creepy. Oh, And it is morbid. It depicts the HMS Terror, the crushed mast falling down, and has two polar bears in it, the first of which is ripping at a bloody piece of fabric, and the second is standing over the remains of a human torso with a fleshy rib bone in its mouth. What the fuck? (laughs) Right? The painting has caused terror since it was sort of put into the Yeah, no shit. Yeah. And during exam periods especially, 
the teachers make sure to cover it up. It's almost become a tradition to make sure to cover it up and not look at it directly. Because apparently in 1970s, someone looked at it, 1980s, sorry, someone looked at it directly while they were taking their test and they stopped their test and walked out. Later they'd found that the person had killed themselves and on the test all it was written was the polar bears made me do it. Oh, boy. That's fucked up. Yeah, it could be a... I mean, the person could have just been having a really hard time with the test and just decided to blame the polar bears. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's fucked. That's sad, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, I should show you a picture of it. I'll show you. I'll be right. All right, never mind. I'll show you. Not tonight, I reckon. Okay, sure. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, that's all I have for my story as well. Bloody short little episode. Quick clappy clap. Yay. Short episode. Time for bed. Linda's yawning. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. (laughs) Very short episode for you today. honey. I enjoyed that one. That was very creepy. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Oh, announcement for this year. We are putting together a calendar for you, me, and a poltergeist. Yes. Well, uh, I mean, it's kind of a calendar, but it's more of like a release-themed... Monthly uh, monthly month- themes for the yeah. 2021. Yeah. Heck yeah. So far, we're, we're filling up our months. January is just January, regular it's just January. January. It's just January. Uh, it's just what we're doing. We haven't really figured out that many. We've figured out Mysterious March. We're going to talk about mysteries. Aliens in April, I believe we've already discussed. Uh, spooky September. We're going to talk about some spooky sort of uh, fictional stories, perhaps. Uh, news November. Stories uh, that have been on the news. that have been in the news, I reckon. And finally, Demonic December. Where we yeah, and you about, know what that's about. Yeah, you know that one, you dirty dog. We're going to start talking about BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding, it's about demons. That's our other podcast. Oh, you mean available a, on Pornhub. You mean a pink handcuff. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you very much for joining us on that note. <laughs> we hope you enjoy. Please, 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 please. Don't forget to visit us at youminapoltergeist.com. And also don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe us and all the things that you watch us and uh, not watch us, listen to us on, because that'd be amazing. And also don't forget to re- uh, exercise regularly. To exercise regularly. Don't forget to exercise regularly. <laughs> exercise regularly, motherfuckers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.